everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I'm so excited to bring you season three of Death Valley Girls Podcast. Do you remember hero Yvonne Smith from episode six and 59? She's the abductee, contactee, and experiencer hypnotherapist and this season is dedicated to her and her 30 plus years of leading CERO, which stands for Close Encounter Research Organization. Recently, she made a book and documentary that should be out next year. It follows members of CERO and how their lives have been impacted by their lifelong experiences. Yvonne will be speaking this year at Contact in the Desert, Roswell UFO Conference and Festival, MUFON Symposium, and is teaching an abduction training class for therapists who want to go on in this field. I'll put all of these links below. This week, we have a very special guest, Lucinda Morell. I love this interview and I'm so excited for you to hear it. I just also want to remind you that some of these stories can be pretty intense and can include situations and subjects that are difficult to hear. Please listen with caution and lots of love. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Lucinda Morel. Hi. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming here and talking to us um about uh your experiences um and i guess just in case you didn't know uh usually this is our third season but usually this is a heroes podcast where i interview heroes about the mysteries of the universe um which i think uh isn't that much different than season 3 which is where i interview you guys so uh <laughs> i'm just you know it's uh i think a little more focused on um sort of like how what what your story is from the beginning sort of how it led you um i i think to find uh either zero or hypnotherapy um and yeah i guess i'm just i think that these are the most important stories in the world and i've always uh been compelled to help people share them i'm not totally sure why but um you know uh Yvonne is like a second mom to me and i just uh, I want to do anything I can to help. So, um, yeah, do you, how are you? Would you like to say who you are? <laughs> uh, let's see. So my name is Lucinda. Um, I'm, I call myself an experiencer. Okay. Um, I guess let's see. Oh, where should we start? You're right. Um, I agree with you that I think that this is like an extremely, important topic. This is one of those last kind of areas. We're like in the wild west. It's one of these last pocket areas where number one, it's still absolutely okay in every level of society to shame and ridicule and make fun of people who have, um, encountered or witnessed or been part of whether they want to or not. Yeah. Um, really strange experiences and phenomenon, um, unexplainable in our, uh, waking paradigm, if you will. Yeah. And no one knows what to do with it. So they just make fun of it. Right. No one knows where to put it. And so it's, you just, they have to like laugh it off or laugh it away because no one knows how to really deal with it. Um, but it's true. It's one of those last areas where, you know, everyone from the most, you know, uh, 
it's funny. There was something I think on like one of the late night shows that's, you know, it, it's so for, for as kind of progressive as we want to be, we want to feel like we're being inclusive and we're learning new things in this society today of how to be better humans and better people in our communities, right? For those who choose to go that route, Um, (laughs) you know, it's an invitation. We're, We're in the middle of a lot of invitations right now. And with all that, there's still, it's still okay to mock people who have had these really, some, some have had really traumatic experiences. Yeah but you could totally shame them and make fun. Cause it's, cause it's, cause collectively it's been decided that that's worthy of shame. So um, I think that, I think that a lot of that just has to do with uh, lack of education. Yeah, totally. And I think for the most part, the way I've said this before now is that the way that this is portrayed typically is that when like in movies and everything, when you see an alien, it's a doomsday scenario. There isn't an in-between of like aliens exist and here we are. There's no like really simple, there's a few examples of it, uh, you know, but there isn't really any examples of like one, a human uh, interaction or, you know, besides uh, fire in the sky or something, there's a few like that where it's just how this affects one person's life. But I'm just surprised and amazed at how few how how many people have experienced this and how few of those stories have come out um and maybe that will help people realize that it is you shouldn't make fun of anyone for you know like anything that is uh that is this traumatic regardless of if it happens here on earth or in the sky um or anything else like that um, but I, I just have one question that I was thinking of is mm-hmm. it seems that uh, in this country, it's like there are countries that uh, entirely believe in this. Um, it's not just part of their folklore. It's part of reality. Am I right in thinking that? Country, I'll say cultures more than okay. countries. So okay. I think within. Within global societies there are cultures where this is kind of the norm if you think of a, a lot of especially a lot of indigenous cultures yeah um you know it's part of their uh creation stories you know yeah. the star people and coming down from stars kachinas and just like you know uh, er- everywhere you have kind of this uh experience to the point where it was so accepted that it's not a big deal. Like it's not even worthy of discussion depending on who you talk to. It's only kind of, uh, I'll say these, this kind of new paradigm, uh, dare I say, kind of patriarchy societies yeah. that are kind of like, this is, this is how it's going to be. And, um, and don't ask questions. Right. You know, and just and, and just follow along. Right. So so there's that. And and I think that's kind of where we are, hence the divide in our country and in our, you know, society right now, where um there's such push and pull because people are now asking questions and kind of speaking up 
for ourselves. There's a lot more self-advocacy um, yeah. on, on both sides, right? Yeah. So you can take any, basically any, any kind of issue we have in society today and you're going to find this. Um, the other thing is like when you mention you got me thinking about something when you mentioned like in film, for example. Okay. So like the, the phenomenon uh, it, seen in the lens of film, it's always like an introduction to ETs. So everything from like Close Encounters, uh, Independence Day, th- like all the big from the blockbusters to, to Nope right? To like newer films. Like, it's always like, I didn't know it was here. And now I know it's here. And this is the story of me coming to that realization. Um, What we never see, and what I think is the true reality, is that it's always been here. And we've been walking among it and living it in my in my exploration of my own personal experiences, which yeah. we can talk about in a minute, but um, what I have come to realize is that there is a whole other aspect to nature. Like right. I always assumed, and I think most people assume, that there's nothing more to learn about nature. Like we've kind of cataloged, I mean, yeah, you might find a rare insect or, uh, you know, some maybe a small little animal somewhere and okay we found a new species but for the most part I think we go along living and assuming that we've taken catalog and note of every other living thing in our world you know um and that we're kind of therefore we're kind of like the apex of knowledge when it comes to nature and what I have come to realize and experience my firsthand myself is that, no, there's actually this whole other level of nature that, and we're not the apex of that. It's right. bigger. It's yeah, bigger. yeah. Is it that it's not perceptible to everyone or is it an interdimensional thing to your belief or how do you explain I, that? Uh, if you want both. to. Okay. I think it's both. I think, <laughs> okay. I think both. I have seen, um, uh, how do I say it? Okay. So I have encountered one specifically, but I have kind of encountered entities, I'll just say, because I don't know what it is, but I know that they are their own little solitary beings of, you know, um, not just from like, what people would label an ET perspective, but things in nature, um, elemental beings, little, what people might call fairy creatures, or I, I don't know what it is. I know I've seen biological beings in nature that I have never, that are humanoid in nature. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I, that's fair. (laughs) I, I work so that the funny thing is I'm uh, at least a second generation experiencer, uh, oh. lifetime of woo, but yeah. also work in 
aerospace engineering. And so like, oh, wow. there's still this level of like, I need to vet this and I need right. to understand like, what can I realistically say is this? And then, you know, there's, yeah. there's what actually happens. I, I, I call myself a high strangeness magnet, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know how there's just certain people that yeah. like, you know, if they're there, like, you know, Whitley streamers one, like if, if yeah. you're with Whitley, like you, you, something weird is going to happen. Um, there are a few of us out there. Uh, it's that kind of situation. So yeah. I have the experience and then I'm just like, okay, what was that? Right. And then, yeah. and my mind goes reeling because I'm trying to process whatever that was. Are, are um, you, sorry, are you second generation aerospace or? No, second oh, wow. generation experiencer. Okay. Okay. But y- so, you went into aerospace on your own. Yeah. Before. Interesting. And I didn't, I didn't go into aerospace. I fell into aerospace. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I was, um, I was pre-vet in college and um, running out of money and got a quick job. Like someone said, um, the secretary of the software engineering department is inundated with like 200 plus software engineers and she needs an assistant and she needs an assistant like quickly. I can start you next week. And I was at the point where like, I'm, you know, I was living in my little tiny studio in Echo Park and I'm trying to put myself through college and I have my little job and it's not doing, and I was just like, I need more. I can't, I can't do it all this, you know? And so that's, that's how I took the job. Um, and, and then from there just fell into it, you know, and, and ended up, ended up being my career. I did a couple of other things. I worked in Hollywood for a little while as an animal trainer. Oh, cool. Um, and then, uh, had some, some, uh, me too issues that I was just like, that I was just like, oh, hell no. Like I like corporate America. It's, it's got actual rules where to keep people safe and in place. (laughs) (laughs) which I wasn't, it doesn't happen in the, you know, in the nineties, two thousands when you were in that industry. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, No, that's, that's, that was fine. I was just crazy stories. I tell you (laughs) anyway, that's how I found myself in that pocket, which was wonderful because I was surrounded by a bunch of really, really smart people doing really big things. And they took me in like a little sister, you know, I was just like this wide eyed kid going, Hey guys, how does a computer work? And they would be like, Oh, okay. Come in, sit down. And they would have like the whiteboard with all the little expo markers and be like, okay, here's your CPU. And they would like, just like break things down for me. And so that was, gosh, 20 plus years ago. And, you know, from there it was like, well, I don't want to be a secretary anymore. You know, back then you said secretary, you didn't say administrative, you know, assistant. Um, and I was like, huh, how do I get out of this? And they'd be like, okay, here's what you can do. Like that, you know, that you don't need the specific degree and we'll teach you the job. And so everything I learned in aerospace, I learned from the ground up, literally just apprenticing, wow. right? Um, and so that's kind of always been my approach to everything. Okay. That's really Um, interesting. Later, 
I mean, I, that's, I started that career in my twenties. Um, it wasn't until my late thirties that the, the woo stuff started as, okay. as we should say, because, yeah. you know, when you're a lifetime experiencer, um, you think that everybody has that and they just don't talk about it, you right. know? Um, and it's, it, it takes a long time, I guess, before you, so it takes like a certain, everyone probably has this moment where they're just like, oh, wait, that doesn't happen to you. Like you can't, what, what? Like, you know, there's yeah. this like moment of realization. Like, and so it wasn't until I was uh, 38 that I found out that I was medium and that the voices I hear aren't, you know, this thing there, I'm not just making it up. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I- if you share that, what, what you're hearing, like that actually resonates with people. Like that's a real thing. Right. Yeah. Before I had never really thought about it. So upon realizing this, I thought, okay, so I don't want to be the lady that just, um, stops people in the coffee shop and is like, <laughs> Hey, your grandma's here. Like, you know what I mean? I did that felt very invasive and, um, a little too pushy. So <laughs> I was like, how, how do we do that? Like another, I, I took it as like my corporate job. Like what is the ethical practice? Well, how, how does one do this? Right. And so being ever the apprentice, mm-hmm. um, I sought out a teacher and I, and I found one um, that kind of handpicks her students. And it was like a, it's like a two-year, it was a two-year apprenticeship wow. student program, um, which I call psychic school. So that yeah. was psychic school. Cool. Um, and that's, that was really cool. Like, so that's, you know, she, and she was like, you're going to use no mediumship in, in my class. And, you know, I'm going to teach you, but you're going to use no mediumship. And I was like, well, that's all I do. And she was like, oh no, like, you know, let's, let's try something else. So we learned a lot of different modalities. And it's one of these things of like, you, you're sitting there with your eyes closed with two other people, you and your, you know, three students at a time and client comes in, you have no idea. Your eyes are closed. The client comes in, they sit in a chair across from you and then you give them their reading and then they get up and walk out. So there's no, wow. you get, there's no prejudgment. There's no, right. um, there's no answer. They, they don't ask. You can't ask any questions. Yeah. They won't answer any questions. Like you don't even hear them. Like they just sit there. You just know that there's a body in the room. Yeah. Um, and, and you do your thing. And it's, do you, I'm sorry, in, in those experiences, did you like talk to their guides or communicate with their guides or what was it's, happening there? It's a, it's your, your higher self okay. connecting with their higher self. Okay. So that didn't make sense to me at the time, but now, you know, all these years later, I'm like, oh, that is the right way to go. Because in mediumship readings, there are a lot of people who come in and like, there are people who are going to come in whose spirits, whose souls are perhaps still at a similar level to the, to what they were in life. Right. 
not like everyone dies and gets so much wiser. (laughs) They get a little wiser, but so what you get a lot is people with their own opinions, right? um, Trying to give you guidance about your life. And, and so the goal here instead is the concept of your higher self, which is that part like, okay, this is Bonnie that knows all of her past lives that knows why she's here in this life, what you're here to learn, what you're here to do, what's missing, what you've done great at, you know? And so that's who I want to talk to. Right. That's the best person to give you guidance is yourself. You know what I mean? Um, And that was also really helpful for me because it's like, I, you know, I feel like I have like a straight line up. Right. And it's just like me, my higher self, God, like, you know, everyone else is like supporting characters in this role. (laughs) Like, you know, if you, you can have a seat at my table, if you respect my rules in my space, right? Like you're invited to voice your opinion and I will consider your opinion, but, um, but you don't, you don't call the shots. I call the shots. But and that came from lots of practice, right? Like it yeah. <laughs> didn't start out just with those type of boundaries. Well, it kind of did because I've okay. been doing this my whole life. Okay, I just, right. I I'm sorry. I just didn't have a framework for it. And okay. I had had experiences as a young person yeah. listening to those voices and didn't things not going right. And st- so so by the time I kind of got to this as an adult, okay, then this, okay, here's where we, okay, here's how I want this all to go. Okay. I, I see, personally, I see all of these experiences in my life as like puzzle pieces. And I just like, oh, okay. I remember how that went down and now I'm going to put this here and da, 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 right. And so you just piece it all together. But that was psychic school. And, and the thing is, even from psychic school, there was, there was only one ET UFOs and ETs only came up once. And that was um, when my teacher said, okay, so today you're going to go find a UFO and you're going to make contact. And I'm just thinking like, okay, like, you know, (laughs) and uh, we were all sitting, you know, our, our students, the students are in the room and we're in this like deep meditation, right? And um, it takes a while. And so I'm like, okay, let me go see what this is all about, right? And so I I just kind of uh, pop out of my body. This is happening in Santa Monica, right? So I pop out of my body. Whoop, and all of a sudden I'm called to like, I, re- I remember I was like called to like turn left and I turned left and that's where Catalina Island was. And right to, you know, to the right of Catalina Island and above, I saw this like orange metallic sphere. Um, And it was, I don't know. It's almost like, you know how like when sun is um, reflecting off something, it almost has that weird kind of shimmery kind of like, that's how it kind of looked. Yeah. And and I looked at it and it it just felt alive. And I was like, it's so weird. Like this is weird stuff. And so I looked at it and I said, hello, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and, and it replied, 
I think it's it said all I heard was a greeting. And, so, and I was like thrown by like what the <laughs> and then and then I remember like because I thought a greeting like is it translating what I just right. said or is it saying hello back to me? Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I'm like like what like what is this? And then it dropped into the ocean. Wow. And I was like, what the like I yeah. what okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, all right. So then we come out of this meditation and 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 she's going like person to person and she's like, well, what you know, what happened? And it was a lot of this. Well, I found a gray and they're from the Pleiades and they did this and we said, and I have this benevolent and they're good and da, da, da. And the next person, I went to the constellation Orion and I was taken on a ship and I was shown this and this and this. And then the other person was like, you know, oh, it was so beautiful and love and light and light. And, and so this is all that was happening. And so by the time she got to me, I was like, oh, I listen, I think I did it wrong. Like I, you know, I said, I, I don't know what had, this is what happened. Right. And I was just kind of like, okay, so clearly, <laughs> clearly I'm failing this thing. No. And she just, she held my gaze a little too long. And then she was like, next. And it was just her holding my gaze that I was like, oh, file that away. Like, so there's some, there's something there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was, that was all. Yeah. And then psychic school's over and I start doing like readings and sessions professionally or whatever, um, you know, and I was with a client and this was 2016. This is January of 2016. And I'm with a client and um, it, you know, it's a mediumship reading and I'm connecting and okay. And here's someone from her past that has passed away. And he takes me through his passing and she says, yes, she confirms this is the person. Okay. Da, 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 da. And I said, man, this is like almost ending. And I was like, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to freak you out, but I said, there's someone here in the room with us. And I said, I'm using like air quotes. This is a man. This is like, okay. So I said, there's a very tall man who's standing right there in the corner and he's been watching us since I got here and just like not doing anything, just observing. And he's leaning on the wall in the corner. And I said, he's got like this long, lanky uh, and like long, what I think is like a brown suit and like a fedora. Like I, I remember oh. thinking drag, dragnet. Like remember oh, yeah. dragnet, like the, the like the old school like fifties, like the cool suit and the fedora. Yeah. And uh and I was like, he's just standing in the corner. And I said, but here's the thing. He's fuzzing out his face. Like I can't make out his face, which is weird. Um, and I said, and every time I try to get close, like it was almost like I get close and he gets back. I get close and he gets back. Like 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 magnets, you know how those magnets right. can't touch. That's what it was. Um, and so I was like, I am kind of freaking out myself because when I do this stuff, I'm I'm used to being like the most powerful thing in the room. And this thing is blowing me out of the water. And I wow. said, This is presenting itself as a man. 
Yeah. This does not vibrate like a human being. I said, everything vibrates, has its own kind of resonance, you know, like, like just, yeah, that's the way I kind of pick up on things. Everything has its own resonance. And I said, this is like off the charts. I don't know what this is. And she said, I'm an abductee and that's who takes me. Wow. And I go, what? And she goes, yeah, that's exactly how he looks too. Wow. Like that's, that's exactly how it looks. And, so weird. and I'm like, I body, I was like, dude, what? Like aliens? Like, I was just like, like, this was totally out of my, yeah, yeah, yeah. aside from, you know, dad's <laughs> abduction story in 1986, right. which we, you know, I always knew about, but I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And she said the whole thing, you know, ever since I was a teenager comes, takes me on a ship. She doesn't have a period for five or six months, comes back, takes her. Um, they, they take something out of her, take a baby out of her. Um, and then she comes back and she wakes up and she's having a period. She's bleeding just like, and I, that shifted. Yeah. Cause all of a sudden the weird thing that happened is like, so that was January of 2016, the oh, months, wow. the months leading up to that, um, the September before September, 2015, I was blow drying my hair and all of a sudden I heard, um, a voice like I get, I get guidance from whatever it yeah. talks to me. Okay. Um, Th- like through sounds or anything? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I'm, I guess my dominant um, sense is clear audience. Okay. So I, I hear very clearly. So I'm blow drying my hair and I heard shaman. And I was like, oh, like I turned off the blow dryer and I put it on the counter and I put my hands up like, no, 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 no. There's a lot of like cultural appropriation. And yes, I'm just because I have indigenous blood doesn't mean I'm, I know, like we are far removed from the days of the res. Like, uh, uh-uh, I <laughs> like, we cannot. And I was just like, that's so like, and I hate all that new agey stuff <laughs> to be honest. Like, you know what I mean? I just like, I don't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go there because I didn't yeah. know anything about it. And and as the months progressed, October, it was again, shaman. I just kept hearing yeah. shaman, shaman. It's like, what the hell? Like, what do you want? Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then finally in December, it was, you need a shaman. Oh, wow. It changed to, you need a shaman. Okay. And I was like, I don't know any shaman. Like I, I met one in, in uh, Sedona and I was like, you mean the guy I met in Sedona? Like I'm talking to nobody, right? Like yeah, this is yeah. how I am. Like I talk to myself because there's voices talking to me. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, I'm busy. I got kids. <laughs> like, I, you know, what do you think? I'm a suburban mom. Like, I don't have time for yeah. this. Um, and it was just very clear. And it was like, no, it's a woman. So I just had this thing in my head of woman shaman. Like, oh, no way, right? <laughs> so on that day with that client now, January, 2016, she tells me this thing. There was a little bit more to that story in that I was visited by two little beings 
um, that came to my house, to my room. And, and I was like, yeah, I have, <laughs> I, have, I have strong protections around my house. If something right. is in my house, it's not going to harm me or my yeah. family, but they looked really ugly. <laughs> it was two of them. And so I was just like, yes. And they said, you're going to see client tomorrow. Like they named the client. And I yeah. said, yes. Yeah. And they disappeared. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, she knew who those, she knew what they were. Oh, she, wow. Like, I, and so three things happened just in that one session. Right. One, this whole ET thing. Number yeah. two, those little nature things. And it was of like a nature spirit type thing. Yeah. The fairy thing. Yeah. Uh, and then number three, like out of nowhere, I say to her, I need a shaman. And she goes, oh, I know a really good one and she can help you. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So the, I don't know what this is, but like, we're going to go for a ride. Like, yeah, it's happening. Gonna... It's happening. Time to yeah. go with it. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Um, yes. That's super cool. And so, okay. So now just really quick is, so you had this sort of idea of what existed, what were possibilities and what were maybe possibilities, potentialities. And then did it like this um, new knowledge of like ETs, UFOs, that stuff, or, or it be getting closer to you, did that change anything or would it just open up everything a little bit? Did it feel that different? Does it does it vibrate differently? Does it resonate differently? Or is it all just part of the same like um, mystery? To me, it's part of the same mystery. Okay. Um, you know, up until that time, what I thought I was interacting with was mostly human spirit. Yeah. Um, having that session with her and then starting to explore my own stuff. Like once you know, it's out there, you go back and you go, Whoa, whoa wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> was that thing? What was that thing? Like I always played with the little beings in the backyard as a child. Yeah. Like childhood backyard. Okay. And everyone called them my imaginary friends. Of course. <laughs> of course. But there were <laughs> ships in my backyard. I just right. never, I just never made any, like as a child, you don't make any associations right. and you don't really talk about it. And if you talk about it, people assume you're making it up or that it's just right. something. And so they just, you know, they politely dismiss you. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I retain the memory. Cause I was never told you're not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. um, my older brother thought it was creepy. <laughs> was like, Don't tell me about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. But it was never, I was never told that that was wrong. Right. And so the memories were retained. And, and I'm it, sorry. And it wasn't. I, hmm? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Please keep going. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> so that, here's the thing. I think it's very interesting that the ET stuff and the shamanic stuff came 
together literally the same day. Because in understanding, um, you know, from there it was kind of like a deep dive. I went into, um, under, you know, this, the world of ufology, but also started working with indigenous groups and healers and understanding that side. Yeah. And, and when you look at it from that perspective, it's, um, it's more of what I say, like this extension of nature. And it's not anything that needs to be, Whitley does this good, has this good um, analogy uh, that he got from this book. Shoot, I wish I can remember the name. I'll tell you later and then maybe you can post it. Yeah, tell me later. (laughs) Uh, He texted it to me, I'll I'll tell you. Uh, But it's almost like if you took a mouse and an elephant, the mouse cannot hear nor see the range of an elephant. And an elephant cannot hear nor see the range of a mouse. So you have two creatures, two entities living on this planet, but living within their own capabilities. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't interact. Um I think that's what's happening with humans and that, which is of that, that other piece of nature. Right. I think we are starting for whatever reason. Some people will say the ETs are doing it. Some people, I I don't know. Maybe it's just evolution. I don't know what it is. Maybe our planet is becoming so toxic that as a, we are like, evolving because our survival depends on it to kind of um, open up our consciousness in a way that we are more susceptible to pollutants. And by doing that, it's also opening up these intuitive channels for us, but we're starting to understand and see that there's a lot more out there that we thought that we've just never noticed before. And it's always been here. Um, but, but here we are, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I had a kind of during the lockdown had just this idea that uh, once we were all by ourselves and for the first time able to feel what our energy felt like, uh, this idea that when we went out and actually felt other people's energies, we were going to be like freaked out at how different other people's energies feel and that that was going to create some sort of like in a lot of people it would be traumatic to go from the safety of their own energy into back into chaotic energy which is what it is when there's a bunch of people in a room um and i thought that that would like shift people so much so that they would be so sensitive to energy that i thought everyone would become um even if it was just hypervigilance like a step closer to being sort of um, you know, just more in tune with these energies, but I, I think it did happen for a lot of people, but I don't think it happened as much as I imagined and, uh, fantasized it would. Right. That's, I mean, that's the key. Okay. Really quickly. I want to say the yeah. book, because I, I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, <laughs> Ed, Ed Young, and the book is called Immense World. Okay. 
that's that's the book with the elephant in the mouth. Thank you. Check it out just because I think yeah. you know, we should learn. We should in the spirit of learning. Um, yeah. But you're right. I think you're right. What I learned from it is that it's all an invitation, and we keep. Um, working externally like we keep like individuals keep moving from the outside in instead of moving from the inside out anytime you move from the outside in you're going to have problems because that's not what we're made to do yeah we're made to be ourselves and then as a community we're all meant to accept and try to understand and respect each individual. Yes. <laughs> and then when we do that, what when I am being honest and, un- and authentic and respectful, I am the invitation for others to do the same. Exactly. When I am scared and judging and projecting and it's making me angry. That is an invitation for others to do that as well. And I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Well, well and, said. <laughs> and there, there are, there are pockets where I'm the scared and angry one. And then there are pockets where I'm not, you know? And so that we are as complex as nature itself, right? Because we are nature. Yeah. So um, my, what I have kind of learned is that, uh, you know, I say creator never gives you the problem without also providing the solution. Yeah. It's just like, again, it's like a puzzle. You just got to figure it out. Like you're never going to have the problem without also having the tools to solve and to learn from the problem, right? And to, and to help others learn from the problem. That, that's, that's why we are um, communal creatures, right? Because we're meant to like, oh, okay. Like in a way, that's when our hive mind works the best. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. This is this, here's a problem myself. And we do this and we have done this um, our whole existence, but now as we're coming into this area of intuition and subconscious and like this new paradigm, it's hard to do that because it, it, it means self-work. It's not that does, which is so that is the most shocking part to me. I had no idea that's what all this stuff meant. Yeah. Let me tell you, I was in for a big shock these last few years. Yeah. Self work. (laughs) Because you, you cannot, everything starts with you and how you decide to see the world. Yeah. Darn it. (laughs) I mean, right. Yeah. 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 Totally. And yeah. the funny thing is, so so what I think is needed the most right now is what we don't have, which is like compassion yeah, and, and understanding. And like this thing of like, yeah, guess what? You're human and you're going to mess up and that's okay. We don't, 
um, you know, the, the, I think there's this backlash and people are, are kind of calling it, oh, this cancel culture. It's not a cancel culture. If you're really listening to what people are saying. Yeah. People are just saying, I can't have that in my life right now. Um, and then everyone, oh, it's canceled. Mm, n- n- no, everything is open to negotiation and discussion. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I'm not willing to have the conversation. Um, what I am saying is I'm not going to let the conversation get me angry or worked up anymore. Like yeah. angry, angry is over. Like we, we did that already. Got us nowhere. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it feels like we're learning a new system or learning how much the old system didn't work. And it's like a, you know, the pendulum swinging all the way to like cancel culture. But that's just sort of like the beginning of boundary and reality setting is like that. That wasn't ever okay before. And we have to make a big example of it now because that's not okay. But it does. it, It has to be extreme Um, or, you know, the first step has to be extreme, I think. Right. Um, the but, pendulum is going to go a little crazy and then we're going to balance out and it's all going to be okay. And that's, that's what I have learned. That's what I have learned from being an experiencer. Yeah. Well, can I ask you, uh, if you don't mind, um, what brought you into doing hypnotherapy or did you, have you done that? Yeah. With Yvonne. Okay. With Yvonne. okay. okay. <laughs> So, so I adore Yvonne as well. We, she's a dear friend and yeah. she, she has become like, what a fun gift to come out of all of this, you know, yeah. in those, you know, in 2016, when I started the, the whole exploration, um, I had not heard of Yvonne or any of this before, but it was that client that decided to get regressed okay. and, I was like, what? Like she was saying, there's a hypnotherapist that works with abductees and like, I want to go see her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's a thing. And then I thought <laughs> this, the first thing I thought was, uh, what is in that room? Right. Like, does this Yvonne Smith lady <laughs> clear that room? Like, does right. she know, like, is she intuitive? Like, does she know yeah. that a lot of people are going to bring, be bringing stuff into that room? Um, And, and so the, the client asked if I would go with her. So that's how I met Yvonne and things came up in that room. And so that, that, that happened. Um, And then I was like, okay, Yvonne, I think it's my turn because I needed to figure out some of these experiences that I had had that, you know, was that real? Was that like, what was that? You know, my, my father had. Whitley Strieber's almost exact um, experience. Okay. He had it in, I think it was like, uh, he had it in 1986 and communion came out in 87. Okay. It was almost, um, we're guessing somewhere around within like three months of Whitley having his, my dad would have his. Okay. Um, So there was always that in our family of like dad's. So interesting. Yeah, like dad's abduction thing. This was kind of strange and like just so it's so bonkers if you've never heard of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was always in the back 
And then I had had my own strange experiences. And I was like, what is like, what is that? So the way, the way I experience, the way I describe um, my session with Yvonne was like, I felt like I was in a movie theater, right? And uh, like, I'm sitting in an empty, in an empty movie theater and I'm sitting in the middle and I'm watching the screen and on the screen is me and Yvonne in her room, you know, and like, and and I'm like laying on the couch and I'm watching her ask me questions and I'm listening to my answers. But I'm like that, like, I felt that detached from the situation to where I was, I was saying things and I, and Lucinda sitting in the movie theater was going, wait, what? (laughs) Like, I'm like talking to the movie. Like I am, you know, like, when did all happen or what? why'd you say that? Or what about like, you know what I mean? I'm just like surprised at what's coming out, you know? Yeah. And it's the strange kind of like stream of consciousness thing. There's also, uh, it was interesting when, when you go under that level of hypnosis, it's almost like a, a deep meditation. Oh, wow. So for me, it felt like I could, like, it was hard to describe what was happening because I was just like, going deep. <laughs> like I yeah. was just like, in it and feeling it. And like, I was experiencing it, which is what she tells you to do. And, and you know, right. and so I was, um, but it's so deep, right? Like you don't, you don't intend, I don't know. You don't intend to do it and just, yeah. And there, there have been, um, so many great people that I have met being part of the group. Yeah. Um, different, you know, very different backgrounds, different uh, experience. They, it, it has taught me, it's taught me a lot about the phenomenon, about different people, about how different people, um, how they experience their trauma and how yeah. it, like their relationship to these either traumatic experiences or um, just the, just the oddness of it all. I think that's, that's, that's the thing that's, I I think is so hard for, if you are not somebody that any of this has happened to, the absurdity of it all (laughs) is so hard to, it's hard for me to, to understand, you know? Yeah. I've had some really crazy, weird things happen to me. And yet sometimes I'm sitting in that room and someone's telling me a weird thing that's happened. And I'm just like, I can't buy it. I'm out. Like, I can't. <laughs> like I, it doesn't resonate with me. Like, it's so strange. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. It's, it's very, very, very interesting and strange. And there's, there's almost no other through line between everyone. Like, um, aside from the fact that uh, these un unimaginable things are happening but it's so interesting because like because we're musicians we tour we go all over the country all different walks of life and almost the more the more like um conservative a person the more open-minded they are to um some kinds of supernatural stuff because if you i mean the bible is pretty crazy you know like it's it's there's just if you you know it's if you believe in that type of thing uh you are 
open to believing in ghosts. If you believe there's a hell and a heaven, you're open to believing, you know, all of these things, but, uh, which is shocking. But then when you get into the more like, you know, like liberal areas that are more believe in some, some of the woo stuff, but not, it's just not, not what you guys are talking about. And it's nowhere else really. And I guess I just am, you know, really so happy that there's a place for you guys to, despite all of your different backgrounds come together and talk about this stuff without, you know, uh, especially in the last few years when it's like, you know, most families couldn't even speak. Uh, it's, you know, the first time where it really was like things that divided people and it was like, you could not even bear to talk to certain people, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, but so yeah. that's so cool. So do you, um, where are you or what what do you do now do you still um do you are do you still do like readings in the same type of way or, or i guess probably you do all different kinds of stuff yeah i don't um <laughs> so i don't advertise or anything like that it's just okay. like word of mouth um okay. my my intention is um, if I can help you, like, I consider myself a healer. Um, and the way I work and the way it's set up is that if I can heal you, then spirit will bring you to me. And, and then I know we're good. Right. Um, um, that kind of thing. And then I just, go from there. So like, it's all very different. Like people, you know, the, the way my readings usually work is like someone will book a session and I'll be like, okay, well, and and then I get permission, you know, do I have permission to, you know, to do this? Yes. Okay. Um, and then it'll just be like between that time and the time that I have the session, like a bunch of stuff's going to happen. Yeah but it's not mine. It's yours. Do you know what I mean? So I'll, I mean, one time I was, uh, I was in the van driving my kids to preschool and I was at a light and I was just, I remember I was just like sitting at the light and then like all of a sudden, uh, my, my invisible body. So if you look at me physically, I'm still just at the light. Right. But what's happening to me is that there's a, uh, a ghost of myself yeah it stands up and like looks down and i i like bent over and i looked at my stomach and there was a hole and i could see through my stomach to the other side it was almost like my whole stomach was cut out and i could see behind and then i just sat up and i was like oh she lost a baby oh. and that was the client for saturday whatever you know what i mean like yeah it comes like that. And then I, and I feel it. Right. And then I'm like, Oh, that's not mine. And then yeah. I have to, okay. Like, and then I just kind of detach like, okay. Um, and that's how it comes. And yeah. it's and, and so that by the time, and then sometimes like I'll bust out like rune stones or tarot cards or like, like I rocks, I don't know, w- whatever is needed. <laughs> yeah is what goes so every 
kind of session every reading is is different and then yeah but you know so you know I don't sit with somebody and and flip cards I see by the time we're meeting I'm just like okay I have like a notebook of stuff that yeah. I have to tell you and then we yeah. ask questions <laughs> do you write it down when it comes yeah oh yeah okay so like I'm I'm just documenting everything right yeah. because it, it I'm I'm the conduit for it. Yeah, it's not, not yours. Not mine. It yeah. doesn't necessarily make sense to me, but it, it'll yeah. make sense to the client, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's that's just, that's how it goes. That's how it is now. Like it's it's ever evolving. Yeah, like totally. Right, right now. Um, Which I makes sense, you know? Uh-oh. Right? Because everything's there's... changing, you know? Sorry. Yeah, this is a poodle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> go back to bed what's her name um, this is tommy oh that's tom is it a boy I it's a girl it. but yes. tommy. Oh, tommy can you hear me okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and i don't know you cannot oh i'll put her down um if you don't okay feel... she wants to see hi tommy hi say hi tommy i don't see i just i have to hear tommy <laughs> can you hear me okay anyway um, I'm gonna do that all the time. no yeah it's so i i have to hold back from doing that um, at least 10 <laughs> times a day um but uh just one last question i guess um sorry to make you go overtime but um do your kids have uh or um explain having any experiences or talk about anything you know i know lots of kids do but um yeah there, yeah. Well, listen, I could, I could tell you that the third one was, um, was born after a vasectomy and all tests showed there was no way that I could conceive. And mm. I conceived a week after going to Sedona and declaring to the universe, just give me what you got. Wow. Okay. And that was, that was the trip. I mean, <laughs> that was the trip where I just kind of had that ceremony. Yeah. And, declared to the universe I'm tired of being afraid give me what you got wow. um, and on that you know and two days later I found out it was a medium which started this whole journey oh my god started that journey into psychic school whatever blah blah, blah. um but also you know that week I got pregnant and I wasn't supposed to so that's child number three wow. um, yeah so congratulations <laughs> <laughs> yeah child child number three is 10 now so I have wow I have a uh, 10 13 and 15 oh my I've goodness got, yeah um, are they all boys all boys wow yeah man my house is loud oh my goodness I can't imagine I I hang out with my two nephews I think they're 10 and 13 oh, no yeah seven and 13 nine and 13 something That's like still, that like the the loud level is still that yeah you're right there you're yeah right there. uh they're I mean they're so funny um but yeah well I guess is there anything you would like to share any message you would like to leave <laughs> leave your message after the beep anything you'd like to end with what do we want the world to know here's what I want the world to know is just Stop yourself if you're judging it and just try to keep an open mind and try to understand that I don't, you know, there are no bad people. There are people, there are good people that make bad, bad choices. 
right? This is what I tell my kids. There are no bad kids. All these little kids that are bullies or whatever. These aren't bad kids. These are, these are good kids that are products of their um, environment and their situation. And it means sometimes you mess up and make bad choices, right? And that I think is just what I want everyone to work on. Yeah, that's good. We're all gonna mess up and like, but like, you know, treat everybody like they're, they're worthy of your consideration, including experience yeah. of people that have crazy stories. <laughs> Especially then. Yeah, well, because we don't know what it is and we don't know where to put it either. Yeah. Right? And so it'd be nice to bounce idea ideas off people who, you know, I, who are critical because yeah. it's, I think it's healthy, but do yeah. it respectfully. You know, yeah, no, totally. totally respectful. Yeah, it just it breaks my heart to think of having to go through anything so complicated and personal and maybe traumatic, and then to not be believed in any or anything. I just it's just horrible. Um, yeah. And hopefully we're gonna somebody's doing something weird. Hopefully we're gonna end that this year. <laughs> That's my hope. But thank you so much for coming here. It was really fun to talk to you. Thank you. You know, I'll I'll see you around. Yeah, okay. Okay, bye. Bye.